Hello, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. Does that sound like a crowd screaming? <laughs> That's what I was going for. I'm joined here with my father, and we're going to be discussing the news, and primarily one topic. In the last episode, we talked about CNN suspending Chris Cuomo, but there was a possibility that he was going to come back after the holidays, according to uh, probably my favorite reporter of all time, Brian Stelter. <laughs> uh, now, he's been fired. <laughs> It was pretty soon after we did that episode, he was fired. Well, they said he was indefinitely suspended, so... But it just didn't make sense, because then on CNN, he's just like, well, you know, we're just going to kind of like work through this and talk, and uh, and it was just really confusing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's, let's go to Brian Stelter talking about it a little bit. And it's the firing of Chris Cuomo from this network, CNN. Now, I've been working the phones ever since this was announced yesterday uh, uh, evening. Uh, frankly, I've been on the phone until the last five minutes here getting information about what happened and where CNN goes from here. So I'd like to start, now that you know the news about Cuomo's firing, with a timeline of how it came to this point. Why was Chris Cuomo fired now after CNN management supported him all year long? That's the key question I've been pursuing as a media reporter for the past, you know, 18 hours or so. So here are the answers I have so far. Let's take a look at the day-by-day -day timeline this week to catch you up. On Monday, the New York Attorney General's document, Attorney General's office released that document dump. It landed with a thud. There was a lot to read, some of it damning, some of it about Chris. Now Cuomo's view is that he never engaged in opposition research on behalf of his brother Andrew. Cuomo says he's never smeared anyone, he never went after any of his brother's accusers. Plus, the attorney general's office never accused him of that. But the documents, especially the text messages between Cuomo and his brother's aides, showed a level of coziness with the governor's staff that was alarming to many. CNN leadership on Monday bought some time to scrutinize the documents by saying it would conduct a thorough review. So that was on Monday. On Tuesday, Cuomo's producers were back at work to produce another episode of Cuomo Primetime. But there was growing criticism of the anchorman, both outside and inside CNN. By the evening, management had seen enough in the documents to take action. Cuomo was suspended, quote, indefinitely pending further evaluation. This language made clear that Cuomo was not just being benched for a week, you know, in some sort of performative punishment. This was a real reprimand. I would like to also say that Brian Stelter was a co-writer on that article. So this is just really weird. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the but article? The, which article? Uh, the article that said CNN suspends Chris Cuomo indefinitely. The one that was, you know, this first announcement, not the he is actually fired. It's kind of funny because he's talking about doing all this research and making all these calls to this faraway place where he is in the center of it. Yeah, it sounds like he works for another network. <laughs> they work probably in the same building, I would think, in New York. Right. Or Georgia? I don't know, actually. Yeah, New York, New York. But I think there is a CNN building in Georgia as well. Oh, yeah. Well, that used to be the Ted Turner headquarters. Okay, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It just seems like he's very dissociated from it all. Uh, yet he's like the spokesperson. Mm -hmm. But I'll continue the clip. 
The language also left the door open for Cuomo to possibly return after the holidays, depending on that quote-unquote further evaluation. It seemed clear to me that management was balancing the concerns of staffers with the feelings of viewers. On one side, important complaints about Cuomo crossing clear journalistic lines and damaging CNN's brand. On the other side, concerns about Cuomo as a person and respect for the fact that he put his family first. And you know what? Some people felt all of the above. Uh, my phone was lighting up on Tuesday with calls from CNN staffers, some of whom said Cuomo should have been fired right away, but also with emails from viewers saying CNN was being unfair to the anchorman. So there was this balancing act going on. Now, unbeknownst to viewers or staffers, CNN management also engaged a premier law firm, Cravath, to assess the document dump. By Wednesday, with Cuomo's suspension all over the news, Cravath was quietly at work looking through the texts, looking through Cuomo's public statements, looking to see if it all lined up. At the same time, CNN boss Jeff Zucker held a meeting with the staff of Cuomo's primetime show, and the sentiments there were clearly in Cuomo's favor. Uh, this part has not been reported anywhere I've seen. Those staffers for the 9 p.m. show talked about the anchorman's talent and the pride they felt in the show. So there was a real wide array of feelings in this house. Okay, I'm sorry. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> he, Chris Cuomo was supposedly doing this on his own. He was not doing this reporting on the show. So his staff is going to feel completely differently about an issue. Also, they want to keep their job. Mm. <laughs> so... Self-interest. Yeah, why wouldn't they talk well about him? Mm. Otherwise, they don't get a job anymore. <laughs> right. Because typically how it goes is the person, the head person, you know, Chris Cuomo or Brian Stelter for his show, gets to pick the people that work for him. Mm. Um, so typically that's how it works. If there's a new program, then it could be all new people and throw out the old. Yes, definitely. Uh, and then, of course, of course there's going to be different opinions. The viewers mm. might feel differently about it uh, versus the public or... And then the other thing he said, they hired a company to look into the documents. Mm -hmm. Law firm. Journalist. <laughs> Journalists typically are known for being able to look through documents and pull out the important information. Look at data. Pull out the important information. Look at the boring stuff and make it interesting. That is supposed to be a journalist talent mm. and ability. But they had to hire a law firm. It's like they wanted to blame the law firm rather than themselves for coming to the conclusion that they did. You know, maybe they would thought they'd be accused of being subjective and biased, which obviously is a kind of an issue in this whole thing, because that's what Cuomo is, in a sense, being yeah. accused of. You know, you're supposed to have journalists be unbiased in presenting the news, which I think in recent years we've come to find is somewhat of a myth. But anyway, they still want to portray that myth. Yeah, and it's understandable if their reporter has a bias. But guess what? There's a man named Jeff Zucker that's in charge of CNN. Mm -hmm. And he can be the one that says, nope, you don't get to talk about this. I'm mm -hmm. not going to allow you to. He can be less biased in that mm -hmm. versus the actual reporter. So That's right. You know, just let every reporter do everything they want to do. Yeah, that's why you're the boss. You get to say... You can't say this. You can't say this. Mm -hmm. That's why we always hear uh, these Democrats have similar talking points. They use the same phrases mm. across networks. It's really weird. Mm -hmm. You've got CNN staffers saying, get rid of him. He shouldn't work here. He's hurt us. And then you have some of his own producers saying, you know, let's bring him back. He should be back. Now, here's the other thing that was unknown to the staff or the press or the public. 
Late Wednesday, a lawyer contacted CNN with a sexual misconduct complaint about Cuomo. On Thursday, CNN management reckoned with that charge, which is from an anonymous woman who worked with Cuomo years ago at ABC. The New York Times and other outlets had investigated Chris in the past, looking for signs of the same allegations that caused his brother's political downfall. So when a CNN spokesperson announced that additional information came to light, it was referring to that misconduct allegation. Now, right now, I know almost nothing about that allegation. Nothing's really been reported about it publicly, other than the fact that this staffer worked with Cuomo at ABC. But we'll catch up to that in a moment. We're on the timeline here. We're up to Friday. Okay, according to two sources familiar with the matter, the law firm, Cravath, turned in the results of its review on Friday. And the review said that CNN had grounds to terminate Cuomo. Zucker made the decision and notified Cuomo of his firing early Saturday afternoon. And then Zucker said in a memo to CNN staffers, quote, it goes without saying that these decisions are not easy and there are a lot of complex factors involved. Chris Cuomo said in a statement that he didn't want his CNN career to end this way and he thanked his staff for the great work that they've done over the years. So the actual uh, tweet this is not how I want my time at CNN to end, but I've already told you why and how I helped my brother. So let me now say, as disappointing as this is, I could not be more proud of the team at Cuomo Primetime and the work we did as CNN's number one show in the most competitive time slot. I owe them all and will miss that group of special people who did really important work. It's the number one show at CNN. That's yeah. not saying much. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's maybe do a little bit more data analysis. <laughs> it's like, and I didn't even mention this. Uh, in this happened a bit ago. It reminds me of this tweet from this Democrat group, and they were trying to cheer on Joe Biden for the gas prices. So they show a chart, and they're like, "Wow, two cents down. Thank you, Biden." <laughs> and everybody pulls out the data, the chart. And it shows that there's been huge increases on the graph. And then it went down two cents. And they zoom in on the two cent decline yeah. and say, thank you, Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry, that wasn't even topical, but it was just interesting. It's the same thing I noticed whenever the, you know, they report on a particular day in the stock market. You know, it could have been that it's been going down for three months, but then it goes up one day and they say, oh, the market's up. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> relatively, you know, anyway, if you take the big picture it's just not very yeah it's funny how people do that as for the misconduct claim the new york times broke that news late last night late saturday with attorney deborah Katz saying her client quote came forward because she was disgusted by chris cuomo's on-air statements about his brother earlier this year uh so far let me just double check my emails we're talking here so far Katz has not responded to my request for comment today but a spokesperson for cuomo has responded and said these apparently anonymous allegations are not true times reporter jody Cantor pointed out both cuomo brothers have lost their positions in the wake of me too accusations so what happened here this is about a confluence of factors about a series of headaches that seemed like they were never going to end. I said on the air last night when the news broke, this seems like a case of death by a thousand cuts. And my reporting sense backs that assessment up. This was about not any single headache, but many headaches that continued to pile up. So it seems CNN management had decided to terminate Cuomo based on the law firm's review, based on the document dump, based on his behavior with his brother. And then this sexual misconduct allegation also came along 
and it was yet another factor. A CNN spokesperson saying overnight, when the new allegation came to us this week, quote, we took, it, we took them seriously and saw no reason to delay taking immediate action. So there's still some unknowns here, some unknowns about what that sexual misconduct allegation is. It's possible that reporters will, will reveal more in the coming days. As I mentioned, I have not heard back from that lawyer yet. But Cuomo's defense, the outside PR person he's hired to defend him, says these apparently anonymous allegations are not true. So there is a lot more to unpack here. It's been a bruising week for CNN uh, and with a significant change in prime time. And there could be more fallout to come. So I want to bring in three non-CNN voices into the conversation to be as transparent as we can with you at home. Before he does that, it didn't have to be. It didn't have to be bruising. Mm. It didn't have to be difficult if they actually did their job. But this is a series of them declining on their journalistic integrity. Mm, mm-hmm. And when you do that, believe it or not, there's consequences. And even though you're on the winning side, which just seems like the left is right now, they will still come for you. Mm. Because the left comes for everybody. <laughs> Listening to Brian Stelter is sort of like death by a thousand cuts. Yes, yes. But, you know, the truth is, many of those cuts were occurring in a sequence of time and they were refusing to listen to them. Yeah, it's not like this happened in two seconds. Mm. They have had plenty of time to deal with this. They've been dragging their feet. They've been in denial. They, you know, they were holding on as tightly as they could. And to make it sound like in the course of a week, they were just so full of integrity that they had to respond to this. When months you know, have gone by and there's been no response, you know, the, yeah, it, it's really disingenuous. Yeah, it's similar to like hearing some man who just beat his wife defend himself. Like, it's just it's a complicated situation. Um, Confluence. You know, yeah, we we had an argument and we just weren't agreeing. Uh, so I I don't really know what happened, but it's just been difficult. She's so black and blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I I don't even know how that happened, but. It's a death by a thousand cuts, and <laughs> and I've been getting tons of emails about it, and tons of text messages. So I, I don't know what to do at this point, but uh, I think we might have made the right decision. <laughs> I stopped beating my wife last Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it feels that way. Uh, but these three people, they say a couple good things. Mm-hmm. With me now is Sarah Fisher, media reporter for Axios. David Zerowick, professor of media studies at Goucher College, and Mara Scavacampo, journalist and host of the Run Tell This podcast, formerly with NBC. So thanks everybody for assembling this morning. Sarah, you've been reporting on this just as I have. What are the biggest unknown questions that you have this morning? Yeah, Brian, like you, I want to know what's actually in that complaint. And I do think we're going to get more reporting about that as it comes along. I also want to know why CNN delayed taking action. They said in their statement that they had taken action finally, you know, once the allegation had come through, but they had cause already. So if you already had cause, why didn't they immediately fire him then? I also want to know about this pending investigation. They say they're going to continue to investigate this matter further. Well, what does that mean? Are they going to commit to making the revelations from that investigation open to the public? Are we going to learn more about CNN, about their culture, about this exact situation? You know, and then finally, what precedent does this set for the news media? So many people in news have personal connections to people in power. Does this change the way that we think about how reporters and correspondents and anchors 
deal with those personal situations? I assume it will, but we will only see as time goes on. It's a great point. So there's such a uh, you know a complicated case here where yeah this uh, apparently a, a ABC a former ABC staffer someone who worked with Cuomo at ABC making this allegation then you have all these producers who currently work for Cuomo singing his praises and they are uh, at least the people I've talked to quite disappointed that Cuomo has been terminated so a lot of tension in this let's go to David Zerwick next the questions she asked and the way she spoke she's on CNN as she's speaking you would have thought she was on another network. Mm -hmm. Don't you agree? It was so weird. She's like, so I, I would like to ask CNN, you know. <clears throat> and he's just like, yeah. Brian yeah, Stelter we, is CNN. Yeah, we, we got to ask CNN. Brian Stelter's <laughs> just like, yeah, what is CNN? What, what, where am I? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a them and us. Yeah. That, that's the network you're on right now. <laughs> There's CNN right under it, the graphics, say it. Last time I checked. But getting answers from them. It's like they're in a faraway place where those <laughs> answers are, and they don't come easily or quickly. I guess it's a smart tactic to really mm -hmm. act like you are so separated from an issue. Mm -hmm. It's like no one would ever have assumed that Brian Stelter is a part of what Chris Cuomo was doing. I, I don't know if that's what he's worried about in some mm -hmm. way, but that's a ridiculous fear to have. Like People just don't like Brian Stelter because they don't like Brian Stelter. Mm -hmm. No one's thinking that him and Chris Cuomo were conspiring. Mm, right but they probably were <laughs> okay but then this next guy says some interesting stuff next ultimately this is about trust in media as sarah was referring to trust in media has cnn lost trust as a result of this Sarah? well I, you know i don't know that's hard to say if, if cnn has lost trust i think this really brian goes to the heart sarah's right these relationships are out there people know about them and it is one of the things that makes people uh, not wary, they don't trust the press because they think it's elites dealing with elites, taking care of elites. We say we're watchdogs, but we watch some people harder than we watch other people. There are friends, there are relationships, there are people trying to court favor with powerful people for information. Here's the problem, we've really lost sense of media ethics in our profession, especially in the last few years. You have to ask yourself first, and this is the mistake that Chris Cuomo made, and in some sense, I think CNN made this same mistake in not forcing him to ask this. Who do you work for? Who do you serve? Obviously, you serve and you work for your employer or you don't get a check, but beyond that, where, who are you talking to? You should be serving the public. That oftentimes puts you at odds with people in power. You have to sacrifice that. If somebody cuts you off for information, because they don't like the information you're giving the public, too bad. Too many people in this business, and I think this is a little worse than it is, well, I don't know, I shouldn't say that. I, it's not better in print than it is in TV. It's across the board for everybody now because we're all one big digital world. People don't ask that question. Cuomo, come on, he's a lawyer, he should know this. He should have asked himself that, and he wasn't. This, people say, look, he wasn't. He was taking care of his brother. He wasn't giving me information. I need, if you were a new resident in New York, he wasn't giving you information that would help you cast a vote more wisely in the next election or know whether to support the governor. No, he was mm. serving his brother. Now, that complicates it because of the brother. But, See, um, that's but the thing. That, that's Brian, the thing. You, I think this is a once-in-a-lifetime ethical dilemma that doesn't try to let off me about the hook, but 
there's never going to be another moment like this where there's a, a brother, there's an anchorman of a governor in the middle of COVID, and you know, one of them gets COVID. Like, this was a once-in-a-lifetime situation. That doesn't mean that everyone necessarily did the right things at the right time, but it was unique. Yeah, and that's the issue right there. Um, he is, at the end of the day, he's acting like he's trying to explain the issue, but mm -hmm. he's really just trying to defend it. That's all mm -hmm. he's trying to do. He's trying to frame it, make people think something differently than what it is. It's very simple. Chris Cuomo wasn't being a real journalist. He was trying to serve his brother mm. more than the public. CNN is only supported by its viewers and, and advertisement, of course. You know, really, when you talk about serving his brother, you might as well just say serving himself. True. <clears throat> because of a family connection relationship is self-interest. You know, the, your self-interest toward your spouse, your parents, your siblings. Um, anyway, I, I don't, it's interesting, media ethics, that's kind of like an oxymoron. And <laughs> when they talk about loss of trust, I think a lot of that's occurred already. Why is the viewership down so far? You know, there's just a very um, great distrust. Yeah. And I think, you know, you could see that, election-related things as well. There's just such a bias. It's more op-ed. It's not reporting of news. It's just opinion, you know, opinions. Definitely so. And, yeah, you're spending your time listening or watching or reading because you trust that they're telling you the truth and they're telling you what you need to know. And when that information ends up to not be true, mm -hmm you can no longer trust. Or if you figure out that they had different interests, you no longer can trust them. So CNN's been doing that for the longest time. And that's why, although TV has been the, you know, the big, the hotshot of news, it's now becoming random people on YouTube doing just different journalistic work mm. on their own. And they are supported uh, by the people that care to fund them. So it, and, and that scares the big networks and they don't think that's right because, oh, you're putting your trust in this person. Well, yeah, we're putting our trust in this person because we can't trust you anymore. Mm. So don't be mad at us. Be mad at yourself. And the whole canceling and censorship, I think, creates even more distrust. Why do you have to cancel other opinions than your own? with what appears to be a very great bias in choosing which ones you're going to cancel. So now we're suspect of everything. So true. Uh, so obviously, I'm glad it happened. Mm -hmm. Should have happened a long time ago. And I hope they learn a few lessons from it. But I also kind of doubt that. Kind of a newsflash that Chris Cuomo denied the allegations. <laughs> when has anyone not denied allegations what yeah. did andrew do all throughout denied allegations deny 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 <laughs> you know the incentives are to do that because you don't know what might occur uh you deny as long as absolutely possible uh you know so anyway he it, it just looks like he's a cuomo yeah some comedian she uh she was talking about bill cosby 
and, and I got my opinions on the whole situation with him, you know, whether or not he raped all the women, but she, she was basically saying that he did. And so then the people on the front row, she starts asking them, she's like, okay, so have you raped anyone? And then the person's like, no, have you raped anyone? No. Have you raped anyone? No. And just does a whole row. And she was like, sorry that I even had to ask you that, but that should show you enough when you have not raped anyone, you don't freak out at the question. Bill Cosby, whenever people ask him that, he freaks out. He usually walks off. He yells and all that. And she's like, that's how you know. <laughs> he probably raped somebody. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was just, it was kind of interesting. But um, yeah, the simple fact that they freak out at these allegations. Yeah. If you, if you ask someone something, they usually don't freak out if they, if they haven't done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Yeah. I don't actually know if that really tied in too well, but I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so let's go to the verse. It's going to be 2 Timothy 3. Well, actually, it's a couple of verses, mm-hmm. so it'll be a little bit of reading, but I think it's worth it. Okay, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. And yeah, I, I, I'm i not going to act like that's just other people or just, oh, those people over there. I see that in myself sometimes. And it, that's, that's how, you know, <laughs> these are, these are some crazy times. Mm-hmm. People are saying the end times are very nearby because we're seeing all this. Um, and it, it's tough. It's, it's tough to cling to God whenever the influence of the world is so strong. But the reality is the influence of the world will always be strong <laughs> as mm-hmm. long as there is a world. So, uh, we have to rely on God. Um, but yeah, just reading each of those things and then kind of just, Focusing on each one and, and and saying, "Am I this? Am I this?" I, I think is 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 a very good thing. It's a very good thing to do. So um, I need to do it more. Yeah, those are obviously really terrible and destructive traits, and um, unfortunately, we do see some of them in ourselves, at least in some form or fashion. And I was going to ask you, do you turn away from yourself? <laughs> Uh, but obviously the answer is we need to repent and we need to uh, humble ourselves and ask God to help us to change wherever we see those things. Yeah, which is what repentance is, mm-hmm. is right? It's exactly. a turning away, change. So yeah, in a way we do. We turn away from uh, our flesh. Exactly. Yeah. And all those selfish and terrible things. <clears throat> but we do see them in great supply in our world today. Yeah. And... They, you know, have created a lot of the mess in which we live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many times we try to act like it's so far outside of us, but we can see at least vestiges of it in each of us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, someone I know, he said, whenever you, well, basically, this is what you need to say. What is the problem with the world? I am. And to focus on yourself first. And then you can start influencing other people. But if you don't focus on yourself first, you can't help anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I feel like that's actually really helped me quite a bit uh, to not only look at others as a problem, but to like see if there's anything that I can be 
uh, changing in my life. Uh, there always is. That's <laughs> what I figured out. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's a good scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening to the show and I hope you enjoyed it and learned a lot. Have a wonderful day.